0: Ridge Runner Nation, welcome back to episode number 89 of Ridge Runners Live with special guest Mia Jaeger. Mia just broke the course record at the Shawnee 50-Miler by over an hour. If you've not been to Shawnee, it is one of the hardest 50-Milers in the state of Ohio, one of the hardest ultra-marathons in the state of Ohio, and she crushed the course record. She's had an amazing year so far with wins at Burning River 50-Miler and Mohican Marathon. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this wonderful episode.
1: Yo, whats crackalack in Ridge Hunter Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Ridge Runners Live. Tonight we are joined by a phenomenal guest. We're super excited to hear all about her recent course record performance at the Shawnee 50-miler just a couple weeks back, running 10 hours flat on this brutal course. Some call it the hardest ultra in Ohio. I think that's a pretty fair name uh, nowadays. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Mia Yeager, how are you doing?
2: Good, good. I'm doing well. Um, We've gotten some snow the past couple days. So it's been interesting weather, lots of rain and sleet and hail, snow. Yeah. So the weather's changing. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, thankfully for me, I'm you know still in Montana at this point, and it's actually we had seventy degree weather this week, but it's going to slowly drop down to uh, you know snowy conditions here before we know it. But uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm tonight, you know, joined as always by the lovely John Dolavaki III. How's it going, man?
0: I'm great. Uh, chilling down here in the world of Cincinnati this, for this week for work, and uh, and uh, you know be happy to be missing all that you know sleety snowy kind of stuff up there in, in the Northeast Ohio area, and. Uh, not looking forward to the weather change, um, unlike you, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, so. definitely. Well, let's
1: just start things off with how we normally start this show. What is everyone drinking? And I'll throw it over to you, Mia, first.
2: So I have water from my orange Nelgene. Um, this is actually my second orange Nelgene. My first one broke, it dropped out of my car and shattered. So I don't know. I've never heard of any, but that happening to anybody else. But um, I contacted Nalgene and they sent me a brand new one. So, That's yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Awesome. John, what about you?
0: Uh, tonight, this evening, I actually have some uh, athletic brewing company, athletic light beer. You know, I got to watch my figure for the winter months. So I got these 25 calorie drinks. They're delicious. <laughs> I love them. Um, what about you, Wesley? What do you got mm-hmm. over there?
1: Yeah, I've got the, uh, the Big Sky IPA. Uh, today on the local one out here in Montana for this week so excited to get into that but more excitedly I'm excited to talk all things Shawnee 50 so you know as always region our nation you can follow us on uh, Instagram Facebook Twitter uh, you know if you're listening afterwards on A- Apple a podcast or Spotify, feel free to leave a review there, uh, as well. We appreciate it all. But Mia, before we dive too deep into the race itself this year, let's just talk about, you know, how you kind of found ultra running. I always kind of like to kind of learn a little bit about the backstory yeah. of someone and kind of, you know, the first time they laced up a pair of trail shoes, because I think that's so different for, for each person in a kind of unique story. So how about you start there?
2: Yeah. So, um, I ran cross country in high school and, um, after I graduated, I decided, you know, I want to start running marathons. So I started training for that, ran a lot of the local marathons like Columbus and Akron, um, Cleveland a couple times, the towpath marathon and ended up qualifying for Boston, ran that twice, ran New York City once. And, um, and then I, I kind of was looking for something else. Like I, I always enjoyed running on the trails, um, like in high school. Um, my high school wasn't far from uh, the Cuyahoga Valley National Park. So I was running on those trails all the time and I always loved it. And so I just started uh, kind of listening to podcasts about ultra running and decided to sign up for my first ultra, which I think I ran in uh, 2016. It was a green jewel. It's actually a road 50K and ended up winning that and then um the next year signed up for a uh trail 50k the fool's 50k um and just loved that race um and then there was kind of a a lull for a while um i had some really bad plantar fasciitis and some other like that i had to figure out um and then you know just this these past couple years and uh, like I started really getting back into running. Um, so I think in 2019, I only ran and like 260 miles in the year. So my mileage was starting to just get real. And I was like, you know what? I just want to get back into it. So I signed up for the Bigfoot 10 miler, ran that. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do burning river front 50 next year. So I trained for that and ran it and everything's been going pretty well since then. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's so unique because, you know, you've almost had two starts to your trail running career. You know, the original one. Yeah. Kinda, you know, and you won, you win your first ultra ever that you, you know, you go into. That's uh, incredible. And then, you know, you <laughs> go through the lull you had kind of talked about and then, you know, kind of finding mm-hmm. the resurgence in your trail running career in, in recent times. Uh, talk about, you know, what it's been like, you know, to kind of go to, you know, you know, Burning River last year and then, you know, going back this year and, you know, winning it this year. Kind of talk about, you know, what that transition's been like, especially in the past 12 months.
2: Well, you know, I, you know, I had a lot of base mileage from years and years of running. And then, um, so when I first started back up and started training for, um, training, training for Burning River the first time, the front 50, um, like it was, it was tough getting back into it. And, um, you know, I just I went out there and I was like, you know what, I'm going to make my goal just to to run it in, you know, around 10 hours. I think that was my goal. And I far exceeded my my own expectations and ran like a eight hours, 47 minutes, I think. So went pretty well. Um, and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to I want to try to win it next year. So I I placed third um, last year and this year I you know, started really putting more mileage in, um, lots more speed workout and, um, ran a lot of the, the trails that the course goes through. So, um, and then ended up winning. So yeah, it all went really well. Yeah.
0: So when you went down to Shawnee, did that, did you go in with the intentions of one winning and two, even trying to break the course record? Like was that in the back of your mind when you started that race?
2: Yeah, it was like, I had, I had noticed that, um, you know, the, the course record was 11 hours and 14 minutes. So my, my goal was to break the course record and I was like, you know, I'm going to try to try to do it in under 11 hours and see how it goes and and ended up doing it in 10 instead. So
0: yeah, yeah. you were like flat 10, weren't you? Like pretty much.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so almost, almost under 10 for, <laughs> yeah. For sake, and I, I 10.
2: really, I really didn't expect that at all. Like I, I came through half, like the halfway point, um, you know, a little under five hours. Cause I knew it would take longer the second half. I'm like, wow. I kept doing trail math as I was going. And I'm like, okay, if I do, if I keep up like a 12 minute pace for the last three miles, I can make it. But, you know, I knew that my watch wouldn't be completely accurate too. And I think it ended up saying like like I ran 52.2 miles instead of 54. So I was like, I don't really know when the finish is going to be. And I, I'd never been on the course before either. So it was all completely brand new.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, that trail math is a dangerous game to play. Uh, It is. (laughs) (laughs) Especially longer in those races. You're like, hold on, hold on. It's real bad over there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, Taking off that morning it was a it was a beautiful morning because you know it was very chill it wasn't like snowy or rainy or anything like that and the trails were were pretty dry so um how did you feel like when you started getting going like was there like any major low spots in the early beginning or were you just you know just steady and, and feeling good
2: yeah the um the weather was absolutely perfect um but uh i mean it it i never really felt like a um low spot throughout. Um, but like for the first, first few miles I have, I have this really wimpy headlamp. It's, um, it's like a 10 year old led and I really need to get a new one, but, um, there's this guy running behind and his headlamp was so bright that I couldn't really see in front of me. So I kept doing these surges to try to get away from him. And he just like kept catching up to me again. And, um, we just kind of played this back and forth game and, you know, he would get ahead of me as we would go uphill. And then, um, you know, I'd catch him on the downs and in the flats. And, um, at at one point, um, we were running and he was, he was getting pretty close behind me again. And, um, I kind of stumbled on a rock and I said, Hey man, I'm sorry. I just, I can't really see when you follow that closely behind me. And he's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize. And he's like, you know, just let me know if I'm, if I'm getting too close again. And, you know, I look up and I don't see the course. I don't see any flag markings. I don't see anybody in front of me. And we're like looking around, trying to find where we're supposed to go. And, and he found out where to go pretty quickly. But, um, yeah, after that, I mean, he was, I mean, he was really nice about it and I wish I had brought it up sooner. Cause he was behind me for a few hours, <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: So after you kind of get through that opening loop uh you know you kind of have um for those that don't know the course there's like a seven mile opening loop and then from there you kind of hit the backpacking trail and it's about a 43 mile consecutive mm-hmm. loop uh, around the park there uh what were some of your favorite moments in in those early sections you know you kind of have a couple good opportunities there you know the fire tower is obviously a key aid station but kind of talk about what some of those key moments were for you uh, early on there
2: um i just You know, when I go to races that are out of town, I just love the scenery and the fall colors were absolutely beautiful. And, um, it's just gives you so much energy. Like I'm in this beautiful place running and this is just so much fun and I really enjoyed it. Yeah.
1: So when the sun comes out and, you know, you finally ditch the headlamp and, you know, everything's uh, yeah. back, back to back to normal per se, uh, you know, what was uh, some of those key moments or, you know, do you ever think to yourself, oh, wow, okay, these hills are, you know, twice as big as the ones up in Northeast Ohio or, or mm-hmm. anything like that as you're kind of making your way along the course?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I just kept chugging along. Um, I mean, in my training, I was doing um, like hill repeats and training training on some of, like, the hilliest trails that we have here, like, in in the Cuyahoga Valley. And, um, you know, I just kept myself, like, let's just keep going. You know, you're doing great. Um, Let's just chuck up this hill, and then we'll power the downhills and go fast on the flats. And, you know, there's a saying I always say to myself, um, like, in these tough situations, I say, and it's, it's not something that I came up with. I've heard it from somebody else, but, um, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. So I just power up the Hills and I get going, <laughs> you know,
1: Was there any, like, so you said, you, like, when was the first time that you said that mantra to yourself throughout the day, uh, for you at this race, you know, was it the mile 10? Was it, you know, later on in the race, you know, when was the first time that you kind of referenced back this, uh, this mantra that you've been carrying with you?
2: It was probably um, about where the split was somewhere after that, where the 50 uh, 50 mile and 50 K split. Um, I'm not sure what mile that is, but yeah.
1: So when you kind of go into the second part of the, you know, you kind of go into uh, camp OEO there and it's, you know, so much, a lot of excitement, you know, kind of hitting that aid station. It's kind of the halfway point, you know, looking at the map, you kind of know what you're, what you're going into there and you're kind of going out of that aid station. You know, what were those kind of next couple miles like for you? You know, the course starts to get a lot tougher. You know, it's called the it's a couple mm-hmm. miles in there. It's called the dark side that I'm sure everyone's referred to it as a thousand times at the race this, over the weekend, but um kind of talk about, you know, what were some of the favorite parts, the challenges and just kind of how those miles went for you throughout, throughout that time?
2: um Yeah. I mean, it, it went, it went pretty well. Um, once I got to the dark side, there were all the logs um, that I had to kind of get over. um And I mean, I can't really just step over them. I'm pretty short. I'm only five, two, um, but I'm able to like throw my arms out and kind of bolt myself over the logs, um, which is pretty fun. So I enjoyed it. And then um, like, you can't really go fast in there. And I was trying to figure out like, should I just walk to this next log or can I do a little jog to it? I don't know. It's just, it's, just, it's like one after another, after another. And I mean, in my, in my head, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm, my pace is slowing down so much. And then I'm like, you know what? Everybody else is has through this too. And it you know, it's just part of the course. So, yeah, but I, I just, I really loved the course. It was so much fun.
1: (laughs) Would you, do you think like, you know, going back into it for the year two, you know, you just set the course record in it, but do you think you'd add some like log Mm -hmm. jumping or something to your training as well to kind of get through that section a little quicker?
2: (laughs) I don't know. I might. I, (laughs) Um, I actually, the, the Mobius, um, green monster 50 K that was, um, I was living with my parents before, um, before August, I just bought a house. So, um, but that course was like my backyard course and I ran it all the time and there were, you know, logs here and there that the race director likes to leave on the trails to make it a little more challenging. So I think that kind of might've helped me a little bit in training for Shawnee, (laughs) So yeah, but I don't know. Maybe I would, you know, go back to Sunny Lake and kind of do those loops again and practice my log jumping. <laughs> yeah.
0: Bills, you never thought you'd need to invest in for for ultra running, jumping logs. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so you go through that whole log section and you kind of once you kind of break through mm-hmm. and you get some clear sections again, you know, you're, you're winding down to the last few miles and everything. How were you know, mm-hmm. how are you feeling? Um, at, at some point later on, you do meet back up with uh, the 50 cares who are out. And so you're, you know, you're mm-hmm. dealing with that as well, trying to pass and, and keep moving at a quicker pace. Yeah. So how was that, how was that, you know, kind of later, later half part going for you?
2: I mean, I, I felt pretty good. Um, I, I mean, of course I was getting tired and, um, like a lot of people, Um, a lot of people thought I was doing the 50 K, which was kind of funny, like, no, doing the 50 mile, but, um, yeah, that sometimes happens. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like this race went so well for me. I never, um, I never hit, hit a wall or felt like, you know, there was a spot where I couldn't run like a flat or a hill or a down. Like I I felt like I could keep running pretty much everything except for, you know, the steep inclines, of course. So,
0: yeah. So do you think that the, because pretty much like, I think what is there, like 7% of that course is flat. (laughs) I think either going up or (laughs) downhill, right? So do you think that that maybe that the changing there was what like allowed you to never hit a wall because you constantly kept changing?
2: I think so, Yeah. I do because I, you know, I would, I'd be running these flats or these downs and I'd be like, Oh, it'd be nice to have a break now. And then, Oh, an uphill, I can walk it. That's great. <laughs> you know? Okay. So I, yeah, I think that, I think that, yeah, definitely helped.
0: Yeah, Cause it's just crazy to think that, you know, you didn't hit a major wall <clears throat> doing a 50 miler and probably one of the more difficult, yeah. difficult, the most difficult one in Ohio. And if not most difficult in the area, like that's, yeah. that's crazy. And can't see where you can't wait to see where you're going to go after that. If that's, you know, the kind of performances you're putting out pretty, pretty casually, so to speak. But, um, so how was that, how was that very last couple of miles as you kind of come down into the, you know, across the parking lot and up that last, you know, brutal, um, very cruel hill that Michael put at the end of the course. (laughs) I love that hill. (laughs) Love that hill. I love it. (laughs) So that going up and they were so mad.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that, that last downhill, like it's, I was flying down that I think I hit like a mile and nine and a half minutes or something. I mean, I was, I was cruising, but the, um, I actually hit like a rock or a root. I'm not sure what it was and tripped and fell. Um, in that photo that you guys posted, you can see blood dripping down my knee a little bit and, I think I had fallen like moments before that photo was taken um but you know I kind of got up shook it off and like I'm fine nothing's broken let's just keep going so finished that downhill um and then I think I saw I saw Cooper like right in front of me um and you know we started to go up that last uphill up to the lodge And, you know, he starts running up the hill and I'm thinking, Oh, this must be a 50 K runner or something. Cause he was just, you know, powering up that hill. And I was like, Oh, I'm just going to walk because I'm, you know, I'm not really sure how much further there is at this point, but I feel like we're pretty close, but I don't want to risk, you know, burning out on this, this last uphill possible last, maybe there's more uphills. Um, So, I mean, he was, he was like right in front of me. And if I had known that, that was the second place male I would have maybe put in a little more effort to try to pass him. Um, maybe could have, but I know he was, he was shooting for getting a sub 10 and he made it. So yeah, he did great, <laughs> but yeah, I was impressed by how he was just running up that last hill. I was like, eh, no man, I'm going to, I'm going to hike this.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll call that up to a uh, experience of the course. Um, he knew exactly how far to go to get to the top of that hill because yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, he Yeah, 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 yes. But yeah, I mean that's that's crazy that you were right up on him and then just didn't kind of like realize it. And just yeah, be like, I want to make it up here and get to the top. So, I mean, it's still it's an yeah. amazing like accomplishment, like third overall, first place, hour fifteen, almost hour fifteen course record. Like that's just like incredible. Like that course yeah. is no <laughs> joke. And it's awesome to see. is
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Kind of diving into some nuances of the race now, I want to kind of like, you know, learn a little bit more about like what you did, uh, at the aid stations, you know, what, what did it look like for you? Was it, uh, you know, some solid foods, was it uh, liquid nutrition was, were you in and out or did you take a long time at uh, certain ones? How did the aid stations, uh, kind of play out over the course of your day?
2: Um, so I try to get in and out of the aid stations as quickly as I can, um, There was one aid station. I actually had to take my shoe off because I had a, I had a pebble like sitting right in my heel cup and it was just kept bothering me. So I had to take my shoe off and throw it out of there put it back on. Um, So that was probably my longest time I was at at an aid station, but um, I generally try to do more solid food. Um, I do a lot of fruits. Um, I actually didn't have a single gel um, the whole time. Um, So Uh, I think a lot, I have a lot of, I usually take a lot of grapes. Um, so, uh, bananas, oranges. Um, and then I have these fig bars that I like to eat. Um, so I have to eat gluten-free. So that was part of my, like during my lull and running, um, I found out that I'm gluten intolerant. So that was part of that. So, um, so like there's a lot of stuff at aid stations that I can't really eat like I came into one and they're like we have we have pierogies and we have quesadillas and I'm like sorry guys I can't eat any of that so yeah but um so basically um like my boyfriend came with me and um you know I threw everything that I needed for the day just in a bucket and he would meet me there and I kind of dig through the bucket and shove some grapes in my pockets like I my shorts have pockets on the sides and I just shove them in there and run with elves and yeah. So a lot of, um, a little different than what I think a lot of people might eat. Um, I try to, I don't really do a lot of like candy or cause I, I don't really eat that in my day-to-day life either. So am not going to really do that.
1: What's this more for me? You know, yeah. it's Halloween season coming up here. Yeah, but, uh, there you go. <laughs> I, I cannot yeah. wait to eat all the discounted candy in about, uh, yeah. in about 10 days. No, that's, that's great to hear though. And I think it's, I always love kind of yeah. hearing the, the stories of, you know, what the aid stations look like for, for each person as well. Was there ever a moment mm-hmm. on the course where, you know, you had your like most joyous memory out there? Was there just a moment where you either took it all in and kind of realized, you know, how, what's how special the day was for you or anything along those lines?
2: Um, yeah. Um, some of the, just the great views and vistas that were out on the course, um, just looking out into the fall colors and it was just, um, kind of surreal that I was out there and, um, I was, I was pretty pumped to run this race. I kept Telling my boyfriend the day before, I was like, I get to run 50 miles tomorrow. I'm so excited. So and I'm like, I get to go through this beautiful place. And, you know, as we're driving into into Shawnee, I'm like, wow, this is this is gonna be a lot of fun. This is gonna be really, really beautiful and enjoyable. And yeah.
1: Do you think there's uh, like with your training or you now that you've kind of experienced the Shawnee 50 and you've done a bunch of other uh, races kind of in the region there, um, you know, what advice would you give to someone who's attempting, you know, the Shawnee 50 or 50 K for the first time? And, you know, maybe hasn't d- uh, done terrain similar to that in the past.
2: Um, I would definitely tell people to do um, some hill repeats. Um, there's, I'm not too far from um, like the North Chagrin Reservoir. And there's some, there's some like nice Hills that are runnable. And, um, I think a few weeks out from Shawnee, I, um, I did like 20 mile or 20 hill repeats on this one. And like, I was hiking fast up the Hills and then running down the Hills fast. And I think that's a, a key part of it too, is not just being able to do the uphills, but being able to go downhill fast. So I think that's one thing that kind of set me apart from a lot of people is that um, I have a lot of confidence when going downhill and can go pretty quickly. And um, I think I was able to get, you know, catch up to people and get ahead because of that.
0: Yeah. yeah. That, that downhill thing, I think a lot of people forget about that, where, you know, they just don't focus yeah. on it. And then they completely just threat like trashed their legs on the way down and, and they're not able to do anything. Cause they just didn't practice, you know, that type of, you know, load on the legs, basically, yeah. and then we're used to it. So,
2: yeah. So. And that's, I mean, that's something that I've been working on a lot this year because I, you know, you know, you born good at running downhills. Um, so it's something that I've, i focused on a lot and, you know, slowly gotten better and better at it. So, Mm-hmm. When
1: was the first time you realized you wanted to become like really good at that? Was that like something that you saw someone do, or was that like a instinctual thing from like way back when <laughs> you were doing cross country and you're like, Hey, I was always like, you wanted to attack the downhills. What was that moment like for you when you kind of made that switch?
2: Um, you know, I, earlier this year, um, I had run a race out in Moab, Utah. It was the red hot 55 K and um, I had, I'd actually been, injured before that. So I didn't have too much training under my belt before that. But um, you know, I I hadn't really been running much on trails around here um, because they were iced over and it was hard um because of, we had such a cold winter and um just the people out there, like I just kept getting past on the downhills like every time they were just flying down them. And I was like, wow, this is something that I need to work on. So I just, you know, did a lot of focusing on that um, and started to really enjoy it, you know? So,
1: yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Especially, you know, running downhills on like the slick rock that's kind of in that, those conditions, oh. you know, was basically like ice yeah. on, in, in Northeast yeah. Ohio around that time. I mean, I, I experienced that. I don't know. Uh, it's crazy.
2: Yeah. I don't know how they were doing it. Like, I, I feel like if I was running that fast, I would have fallen on my face, <laughs> but I mean, I, it's obviously something that they're used to. So
1: Well, and clearly now you're used to as well after uh, Shawnee 50, which is, which is awesome to see, uh, kind of talk about, you know, uh, what's next, you know, what are some of your, your big things, uh, that you're kind of looking forward to in the future? You know, you've done a lot of epic, uh, road marathons, you know, some of the most prestigious in the country. Uh, do you have any desires to do some of the most prestigious ultras in the country?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, like when I was in college and I first learned, you know, learned about ultra running I found out about western states and I was like I want to do western states one day so um hoping to get a western states qualifier next year um, I'm doing I mean I'm doing the Heiner 50k I'm signed up for that and then I'm hoping to do world's end 100k so yeah so I'm, I think I'm going to sign up for that and then I'd like to do a 100 mile or two um, I don't know if I want to do that next year or
1: we might have lost you for a
2: or second or maybe after um but, but yeah i try to like, sleep alone, i'm here to do it Oh no.
1: Oh no, we we got you back. Uh kind All right. of go, go, going off that i uh, leave off. Uh just the last sentence or two. <laughs> the 100 um, mile discussion.
2: Oh yeah, i just i i want to do a 100 miler but i don't know if i want to do it um next year or the following but um yeah. So I, I, I want to kind of slowly make my way up in distance. So starting with the hundred K next year and then, um, maybe a hundred miles later in the year, um, sometime, but.
1: Do you yeah. have a preference on race? You know, you've done the Burning River 50 twice now, so you kind of know what that course is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mohican Marathon, you won that this year, so you've been out on that course. You could possibly see yourself mm-hmm. doing four loops there. Um, you know, you were down in yeah. Shawnee, which is, you know, one of the similar to other 100 milers in terms of, you know, bigger elevation uh, gains on the East Coast, similar terrain. Uh, do you have any inkling of, you know, which direction you would possibly want to go for your debut 100?
2: Yeah, I definitely want to do something that's not necessarily flat or um, like an easy 100. I definitely want to do something that's more challenging. Um, uh, So I don't know. I seem to do better on the more challenging courses and um, I seem to have more fun on it, too. Um, Like I really I like Burning River, but um, I think there's a little bit too much, uh, flat sections. I think I, um, start to go a little too fast and maybe, um, burn out a little bit in the beginning. Um, and then like the last, like those last five miles that are on the bike and bike and hike path at burning mm-hmm. river. Like I, I had, I think I ran, I ran for like a half mile and I'm like, okay, i got to just walk for a minute and then ran a half mile, walk for a minute. So I'm just so exhausted,
0: you know? And that that area is exposed, and especially at the time of day you probably oh, yeah. expecting to come through there, it would be right in your face both ways, pretty much. <laughs> so it's oh yeah, it's, it's a very tough <laughs> section. Uh, we got some comments here from the chat. Uh, Rick Homan says you're going to crush Heiner Mia. Um, Eric Anderson is also in the chat. Thanks, says, Rick. <laughs> World's End would be a great build up to hundred. And they recommend grindstone as your, your hundred. If you want to talk grindstone.
2: Ones. Okay. Um, I'll write that down.
0: And then Rick says, you might as well just do the, do Eastern and get the PA triple crown while you're at it.
2: You know, I was thinking about it. I might, I don't know. We'll see.
0: I like you're, it. You're prepared over there. You're taking notes right now. Look at that <laughs> yeah. Got a pencil and everything. Oh yeah. So. yeah. Eastern
1: grindstone hellbender. If you want to go early in the year.
2: Oh yeah. Five we months go.
1: away, six months away, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> we'll find out. We'll, uh, we'll be sure to stay tuned. But, um, outside of that, is there anything like, you know, uh, you know, you mentioned Western States as, you know, a race that, uh, you'd want to get to at some point, any other, you know, uh, big, big races like that.
2: Um, I thought a little bit about hard rock. It seems like a really difficult one. But um, it sounds like it's really difficult to even get into. But I think that would pretty, be pretty cool to run. Um, and then um, I think it would be pretty cool to go out to Hawaii and do, uh, what is that, the Hurt 100, right? That would be pretty cool to do. Yeah. yeah. But, I, I mean, if I would ever get into those, you know.
1: <laughs> Definitely. John, what do you got?
0: Um, I think... One more comment from Eric Anderson saying good, good marathoner JFK would be a great, maybe a great option there, but it's also a lot of, um, uh, it's pretty much flat. It's got a lot of flat sections to it as well. Yeah. Um, but
2: yeah, I mean, I, I, I would be up for trying something flat just to see like how fast can I do a 50 mile, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, so yeah.
0: It's awesome. We can't wait to follow along over the next year and see your ultra sign up continue to get first place finishes. <laughs> yeah, quite the number this year. We'll so we'll, we'll see that happening still probably. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have anything other major. We can, we can jump over to some quick questions here. What do you think, Wesley? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So obviously we end the show with our, our, our favorite set of quick questions here. Um, mm-hmm. what's one thing that you cannot leave an aid station without?
2: Um, I'd have to say grapes. Um, anybody that runs Long distance with me on the weekend knows that I always bring my grapes with me. Um, they're just like little pockets of sugar and little pockets of energy. So I Do love you have a preference on color? Um, I like them both. Um I'm usually more I lean towards uh red grapes than green grapes, but I'll go either way.
1: <laughs> awesome. Uh what is the weirdest hallucination? <laughs> or a mid race that you've ever had, or the strangest thing you've ever seen someone at an aid station eat?
2: Um, so I, I should hang out at aid stations more. Um, so I I can't really, I can't really think of anything for that side of things, but um, as for hallucinations, I actually um, ran rim to rim to rim in April. And um, I remember like, I think I was out there for like 16 hours or something, but I remember at one point, like I was kind of staring at this rock and I could have swore it was a guy sitting on the trail with a sombrero on with his head like this. And I'm like, what is he doing out here? And as I got closer and closer and closer, I was like, no, it's just a rock. It's fine. Um, and then like I kept seeing just these black dashes across the trail um once the sun set. And I don't, I don't know what that was. I don't know if I was imagining things or what, but I don't know. I don't really know if those count as hallucinations or maybe just my mind.
0: The sombrero one definitely a, counts as a hallucination. Imagine yeah. Uh, you imagined <laughs> a whole person. So that definitely counts. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Next one we've got is what ball sport do you think you could beat most ultra runners in?
2: Um, you know, I, oh gosh, I don't really do a whole lot of ball sports. Um, but I did play softball when I was younger. And, um, my nickname was zippy. Cause I would zip around the bases real quick. Um, and I mean, I, I wasn't too bad. I'd hit a lot of grounders. Um, so <laughs> I don't know, maybe I could beat you at that. <laughs> um,
1: awesome. And going off that, you know, we've got a next question here. Uh, you know, if all running had walk-up songs like baseball or softball, what would your walk-up song be? And then note that this is going to be added to our Ridge Runners Spotify playlist, Tunes of the Nation, so everyone who runs oh, boy. this playlist <laughs> will get to listen to your song on a weekly basis.
2: Oh, boy. Um, so, I mean, this is this answer is going to change from, like, week to week, but a song that, like, keeps sticking in my head right now is um, Break My Stride. Do you guys know that song? By, I think it's Matthew Wilder. You'll have to look it up.
1: I don't know if but. I do, but I'm definitely check
2: it out. <laughs> Yeah, check it out. <laughs> it's like a kind of a cheesy 80s song, but um, it's, it's not bad. Yeah. could yeah.
0: definitely use some more 80s on the playlist, so good choice. There you go. Um, uh, let's see. Your next one we got is one of my favorite questions. Um, if you could run with one person in the history of the world, even if they aren't a runner, and assuming they would be able to keep your pace, mm-hmm. um, or you keep theirs, depending on who they are, um, who would it be and where would you run?
2: Um that's a really good question. Um you know, I I think maybe I would take like maybe my grandparents and have them run with me in the Grand Canyon or something just to you know, enjoy the time with them and you know, show them the Grand Canyon and I think, you know, everybody get a kick out of my grandparents keeping up with me. So, yeah. I think I think that would be pretty fun to do. Yeah.
0: It's an awesome answer. I, I love that. It would be, it would be also, I would, I don't know what I would do if I saw a grandparent running through the, yeah, like that. I'd be like, that's awesome. Good for them. I that. just I'd like how they have to the keep time. your
1: pace. Like, you're like, I'm not slowing down regardless. Yeah. Like, you guys got to keep up with me. Or I'm going to drop it. That's well. how it is. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, do you have any, uh, closing thoughts, uh, sponsors you want to, uh, plug, thank yous you want to give, anything along those lines?
2: Um, I don't have any sponsors. Um, maybe some thank yous for, you know, I, I run with this big group. They're called the trail enthusiasts for burning river and they're a a great group of people to run run with. I don't know if you guys have heard of them before, but, um, they're, they're really welcoming and, um, just thank you to them for spending so many hours and on the trail with me. I really enjoy that. So.
0: Yeah. They're, they're a great group of people. And it's like, I love that. Like Tony shows up and tries to root everybody on at every race that you ever see him at. Like, and, and he himself yeah. runs like, well, he just run Akron and like he's 71. And like, I was like, man, yeah. I wish like, I really, he just did and, canal.
2: He just, he just did canal corridor. Yeah.
0: Yes. And that one, and I'm like, man, yeah. that's what I want to do. when I'm that age. He, he's a, he's yeah, an he's awesome. Guy. And he's a good person. Yeah. too. So. That whole group is, <laughs> is. all fantastic. Yeah. Did you did you run the rim to rim to rim with that whole group? That I that did. Way? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There were like 21 of us, and um, I think Bob Bob Smoltz organized it. So,
0: yeah, because he had to yeah. get a permit and everything know if you know over, over a certain number. Yeah. Of- yeah. It looked oh, like yeah. an awesome time.
2: Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. Got any last closing closing thoughts here, Wesley?
1: I don't. D- Thanks so much for uh, mm-hmm. joining us tonight, Mia. This was this was fun to kind of recap yeah. uh, Shawnee 50 and then, you know, obviously, you know, uh, learning about your journey into ultra running and then you kind of have some races that you're looking forward to in the future. So really appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to sit down with us tonight. Uh, it was fun. We're excited to see everything you accomplish uh, in, in the coming years and uh, keep us posted on when you decide on what your first hundred miler is because uh, we'll be rooting for you. <laughs> All
2: right. Sounds good we Will
1: do. Awesome. Thanks so much Ridge Hunter Nation for joining us for another episode of Ridge Hunters Live. We'll see you back in two weeks for another episode. Stay tuned for that. We're looking forward to uh, another good one in a couple weeks.
0: Do you wanna surprise the, the people people watching with who it is? If you want to, I was I gonna give spoilers, but. Well, it involves canal, so we'll just leave it at that. Canal corridor, so. It does involve canal corridor, there we go. And we'll see you guys in two weeks.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Ridge Runner Nation, thank you again for tuning in to another Ridge Runners live show. Remember, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us out as well. If you don't follow us on social media, make sure to give us a follow. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, join our Strava Club so you can get mentioned in the Strava rundown every single week. We'll see you next week, Virgin Our Nation.